the Fade the Noise podcast with Brad Evans and Nate Lundy. Place your bets. Brad and Big Noise Evans here, joined by the good sir, Nathaniel Lundy. This is the Feed the Noise podcast. We're rocking and rolling through region by region of the NCAA tournament bracket. And uh, today we're going to focus on the South on this episode. And it is a murderer's row. I think this is the most rough and rugged section of the bracket uh, with Arizona as the one seed, Villanova the two. Uh, you got Houston as a five, and they were in a advanced metrics. Darling, my Illini as a four. Tennessee, who looked splendid in the SEC tournament. They're a three seed. I mean, it's just ridiculous. All the potholes in the road potentially here for that top seed in the Arizona Wildcats, and we'll see about Kirk Risa and that swelled up ankle and how much he's going to be able to perform at what level uh, in the play-in winner between Wright State and Bryant. But, Lundy, uh, best value on the board in the futures market uh, to come out of the South region. Uh, what team are you liking? Uh, well, I know what direction you're going, so I'm not going to say <laughs> that one. Uh, I will roll with uh, the aforementioned Tennessee Volunteers. Uh, yeah. Plus 550. Um, yeah. I think that is tremendous value to come out of that region. Um, you know, I'm not going to shy away from the one that I know you're going to go with because I know those plus odds are very tempting. But I think the way the balls handled things in the SEC tournament, uh, just the overall play that they are showing on the court, I feel like I saw a team in that SEC tournament that can hang with anybody and can play in sort of different styles. Um, and that's what makes me feel like them at plus 550 to make the uh, final four. That's my best value, I think, right now in the South. Well, and listen, I'm trying to say this as objectively as I possibly can. But I oh, still good think, luck. Well, yeah, I mean, everyone's going to be like, yeah, Homer pick Evans. But I do like Illinois. And, yeah, I may have an Illinois T-shirt on and Illinois emblazoned across my chest as I'm saying this uh, inside the Medley Race and Sportsbook here in Las Vegas, Nevada. But at 9-1, to one, as I've said, Illinois has had all the ingredients necessary. When they can bring their A game, they can beat and hang with anybody in the country. Uh, we saw them take Arizona, you know, to the end of their up Arizona and getting the victory in Champaign in non-conference action, but Steam has the goods. They've got the guard play. Uh, they've got veteran savvy. you got Andre Curbelo. When he is brilliant and when he is on, they're tough to beat. Trent Frazier is a marksman from outside. Also really uh, dissects the opposition off the dribble drive. Uh, Alfonso Plummer is an assassin from distance, and you got the big man in the middle there and Kofi Coburn as well, who's a double-doubles machine. So, again, Illinois, very balanced, top 30 in the nation, just at all Offensive and defensive efficiency at nine to one. If they have the goods and they can put it over a string of games, they could represent in New Orleans. And if that is the case, Sazerac's on me in the Crescent City. And with that, bartender, bartender, pour us another edition of the Fade Five. Number five. All right, I got a knife and fork in hand, and we're going to start digging in and cutting through all of the matchups in this region. Let's start off with the Myelini. Very trendy pick is Chattanooga right now. I talked to John Fanta on the SiriusXM uh, radio show, and he does play-by-play. Uh, for uh, Fox Sports 1, uh, does a lot of Big East coverage, uh, does some great coverage for the field of 68 in general, and he likes the mocks to win straight up. And I, he's not the only one. Seth Davis likes the mocks to win straight up. Uh, Seth Greenberg likes the mocks to win straight up, which means it's trendy. And as a result, I, I think Illini are going to go out there and take care of business. I'm going to lay the chalk here at minus 7.5 against Chattanooga. 
Uh, Silvio D'Souza with him on the floor in the last five games. This is still an overly leaky and forgiving interior defense. Number 249 in the country over that span in two-point percentage D, which means Kofi is going to feast. So it's all about the guard play for Illinois. If they can show up, if they can play composed and controlled, if they're knocking down triples, uh, I think they're going to win this thing with relative ease. So uh, I'm taking Illinois. Uh, I will lay the chalk here minus 7.5 against Chattanooga. Again, fade the majority here, minus 110 at BetMGM. Are you going to fade me, fade or follow? No, I'm following you on this one. Forget the rest of those guys. I get it. I understand. Sexy pick. Ooh, we're going to be trendy. We're going to show everybody how to bracket bust. Yeah, you know what? When everybody's on the same zig, it's time for us to zag, people. Yep, yep. Um, And so I'm going with Illinois. I'm laying the seven and a half. Um, and here's the thing. So Chattanooga, uh, four and two, straight up as an underdog entering the tournament so six times they were an underdog they were four and two straight up but you know what they haven't faced a spread bigger than seven and a half in any of those games so it's one thing to like oh i won straight up as an underdog well yeah if you were an underdog by a point and a half then technically (laughs) you won straight up they have not been this big of a dog um i think illinois i think kofi coburn is going to absolutely own the paint Uh, somebody at the end of the game get him a sharpie and let him autograph the paint because it will be his land i think coburn's going to go off um and if he does i think illinois wins by 11 plus i l l we'll get the win number four all right moving on to a team that is in your neck of the woods and the colorado state rams catching two and a half against michigan and i'm gonna side with nico medved's bunch here minus 110 at DraftKings. Uh, you know, Michigan comes into this NCAA tournament. Some people are surprised. You know, they got the 14 losses, but uh, they had the strong strength of schedule. And as a result, uh, punched their dance card ticket. And, you know, they played well at times down the stretch, but they're still rather untrustworthy and just generally erratic. Uh, over their last nine games, uh, number 31 in the country and adjusted offensive efficiency. That's something to scoff at. Uh, but you should thumb your nose at the adjusted offensive efficiency rank over that span. And number 86 in college basketball. Oh, and it gets worse. If you look at effective field goal percentage defense, they're number 297, Lundy, giving up 39.9% from three. When you have Isaiah Stevens, when you have the hot Roddy, David Roddy, you have the outside shooters of CSU, and they can bring Torrance and really fill up the cup. Uh, I think that offense has just got too much electricity, too much spark, and they will take care of business against Michigan. So if you want to take them straight up on the money line at plus 120, I like that quite a bit. I will take the points comfortably at minus 110 uh, at DraftKings on CSU plus the two and a half. Lundy, fade or follow. I've got a trifecta on this one, Mr. Evans. I will take uh, CSU plus the two and a half. I will take CSU on the money line. And as a little bonus, uh, I'll take the over at 139 and a half. I think the score gets just up over this total as well and gets into the low to mid 140s. Just looking, putting everything together. Now, all of that said, those of you... You know, Brad, uh, Sandro, who's your producer on the SiriusXM show, right. likes uh, he likes things like, oh, it's so-and-so's birthday, things like that, right? He likes to go find these weird trends for why he makes certain bets. Brad, did you see the final 10 games of the year for Michigan? I did. Win, loss, win, yep. loss, win, back and forth. If you believe that pattern is going to continue, 
then that would mean that the Wolverines are due for a win. However, I say Lee Corso style, not so fast, my friend. Give me Nico Medved and his contract extension up in Fort Collins. I say the Rams get out of the first round. Amen. Ram it to a winning ticket with CSU. Number three. All right, let's go to a 215 matchup. Uh, and this is actually in the wrong region. So we're going to go to another 215 matchup that I have on the sheet. I had Auburn written down. I'm like, that's in the Midwest. They're not even yeah, in the was, South. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. That's what are not, we going to the Tigers for? That's not even right. I tell you what, here's what we're going to do. Uh, I'm going to pivot here, Lundy. And I'm going to I'm going to take... TCU on the fly here. They're catching one at BetMGM against Seton Hall in an 8-9 matchup. Uh, This is an even-steven game on paper, but I think the inherent difference for TCU is very simple. They're an outstanding second-chance team. You watched the Horned Frogs against Kansas, I, I think, like a dozen times. It seems like oh, they yeah. played it feels the like last they two played weeks. Each other, it feels like they played each other nine times in the last two weeks, yes. But they got Lampkin, uh, they've got Miller, and those bigs in the interior, they eat up a lot of space. And they are they have a knack for where the ball is going to you know fall and careen off the rim, and they're grabbing it and they're putting it right back through the cylinder for two. I, I've seen Seton Hall slough at times this season. Uh, they have been so inconsistent from outside. I think their defensive effort has been uh, unsteady as well. I like TCU because not only do they rebound well, they shoot the three well, and they defend. Uh, one of the better teams in the country in terms of adjusted defensive efficiency in this field. So you pull all that together, I think there's good line value here. Great horny toads with TCU catching one point, almost essentially a pick em against the Pirates. Uh, again, pull that one from BetMGM, minus 110, fade or follow. Um, I'm going to follow, but I'm going to tell you, Brad, my favorite bet in this game is actually the under um, yeah, at 130 and a half. So I, I, I'm with you with, with, the, with the pick, but I will tell you that in this game, my favorite bet is actually to play the under. You're talking about a Seton Hall team that has been under in four straight and seven out of their last eight. Wow. And you're talking about a TCU team that finished the season with five straight unders. So these are two teams that are just trending in that direction. And in fact, TCU in their opening round game uh, of the uh, of the conference tournament, the over-under was even lower. It was 125 and a half, and they just got under by way of the hook. Um, so this is a team that's got no problem playing a low-scoring game, and I just told you what Seton Hall was doing down the stretch of their season. And in fact, in 31 games this season, Seton Hall was under in 21 of those oh, 31. Crazy. So this is one, like, I'll roll with you on the pick in terms of filling out the bracket. I agree with you on the pick, but my favorite bet in this game in the 8-9 is actually to pull the under in this one. No, that's a great call. So uh, double dip here. Ride with TCU, and you're damn right. You take that under. Stick around for my top picks in the south region of the NCAA tournament. All right, let's get back after it. Uh, the 5-12 in this section of the bracket, UAB taking on Houston. And, you know, we've seen consistently a whole lot of success from 12 seeds knocking out five seeds. And, and the Blazers could be that team this year. So I'm taking UAB not to win straight up, but I'll take it with the points at plus eight and a half, Lundy. You look at Houston, uh, they are very balanced. Uh, the last 10 games, uh, top 20 in the nation in offensive and defensive efficiency. And they are, they are zombies. Uh, they just keep coming after you. Uh, 
uh, particularly on the glass, uh, 38.7% of the time uh, over that 10-game stretch, they had generated a second chance. Uh, That is top three in college hoops. Now, UAB, uh, they got Jelly Walker. They got Ertl. They got guys that can fire it up from outside. Over their last 10 games, they're netting 42.5% along the perimeter, and they, too, get a lot of second-chance opportunities at a 34.1% clip. So that scoring, I think, will keep this thing close. So Houston, the one thing about that team is, man, they draw a lot of whistles. The games take forever because they go to the line, and that is where it can get dicey. As late in the game, you know, if they're up six and UAB starts hacking away, uh, the Blazers could wind up, you know, squandering this cover. But I got faith in this team. I got faith in Andy Kennedy. Give me UAB plus eight and a half against H-Town. Minus 105. That's it. Lighter juice at DraftKings. Fade or follow. Ah, uh, fade, good sir. I always oh. got to find something to fade you on. Uh, I'm yep. going to fade you on this one. One, because I think Houston pulls away late. Two, uh, let's correlate. Let's uh, bring everything together. Uh, they're, the U- they're the UAB Blazers, and I'm relatively certain I know what the Blazers in the NBA are doing right now, and that's tanking. <laughs> so I'm just kind of, you know, there's a there's a, there's a a bit of a, a, a maybe a coincidence. I don't know. Maybe we did slightly. Um, anyway, I am going to fade you on this one. I love the fact that Houston in their last 10 games, 9-1 and one straight up, 8-2 and two against the spread. UAB has been struggling against the spread over the course of their last eight games. They only covered twice uh, in all of that. And, Brad, I, I brought this up on my television show this week. I know you have these stats, but I want to share them anyway here real yep. quick. Uh, people love the sexiness of the 12 pick, right? Yep. Uh, number 12 seeds are uh, win at a 35% clip historically, uh, mm-hmm. 35.4. Got those numbers for you. I love math. Um, and in the, over the course of the last 40 years, 13 years had at least two of them. Okay. Wow. But here's where it gets interesting. Since 2017, it's only happened five times. And mm-hmm. three of those were all in 2019. And one of wow. them was last year with my insane Oregon State Beavers going on their run because they were a 12 seed and beat Tennessee to be able to advance. So as much as 12 seeds have done it, it has not happened as often in the last since 2017, as people might think. So uh, be careful with your trendy 12 picks. I'm not saying that it won't happen. I'm just saying it's not quite as overwhelming as some people like to make it out to be. I'm still making some bucks with the Blazers. Number one. I my final pick here in the South region is my favorite. It's Loyola Chicago. Get your Polish sausages and your old-style beers ready and have that jar of giardiniera within arm's reach uh, because the Ramblers are going to do exactly that, ramble on into the next round. They're going to beat Ohio State. Uh, I'll take them on the money line at plus 105, Lundy. Uh, Pull that one from the DraftKings Sportsbook. Uh, You look uh, down the stretch, and what has Ohio State not done? Play defense. Uh, They are number 105 in the country over their last 10 games and adjusted defensive efficiency. Uh, and a team that's not rebounded the ball particularly well. I mean, they got A.J. Liddell there. They got Zed Key there. Uh, but they don't have a lot of front court size and depth. Uh, you look at Loyola Chicago, one of the best defensive rebounding teams in the country, and they're very good defensively. Uh, giving up just 0.890 points per possession since uh, the, over the last 30 days. And they can shoot the rock from outside at a 38.3% clip which you'll be able to be in an advantageous position against Ohio State, who ranks just a mere 268 Lundy in three-point percentage defense, again, over their last 10 games. They've got experience. 
uh, from the runs that uh, this Loyola program has made and Sister Jean and all that stuff these last couple of years. Guys like uh, Braden Norris, who you've heard. Lucas Williamson, who you've heard. Uh, Ugak, who you've heard. In the month of March, and they're going to get it done yet again in this 7-10 matchup. So give me the Ramblers on the money line, plus 105 at DK. Fade or follow. She's 102. I know. Dude, Looks that great. is just insane. Uh, I'm all about this pick. Uh, this one uh, sits in my uh, If the Slipper Fits segment of the television show coming up later tonight on Altitude. I, I like them to be able to win. I know that it's not necessarily an upset because it's essentially a pick 'em. I'll also tell you this, Brad. You got it at plus 105. It's down to minus 110 on both sides. It's a straight-up pick 'em with this one. Really? If, yeah, if you want to try to get yourself some wow. juice, I actually think Loyola Chicago um, is going to handle this by five plus points. So you can yeah. put it up into plus territory. If you take an alt line on this, take Loyola Chicago minus two and a half. That gets you up to a plus 110. So if you really like the plus juice, you feel as good about the Ramblers as uh, as Brad and I do, jump on this one because Ohio State has looked like shit uh, <laughs> over the course of their last like five, six games. They have. They no, look that's, bad. That's the truth. That's the uh, truth. I mean, I mean, I'm sorry. I have to say it here on the pod because I can't say it on television. So no. they just they have looked awful. And I think Loyola Chicago is ready to come in. And I think they can smell blood. And I think they can put their foot on the Buckeyes jugular. And so I think they're going to win. Um, you know, I don't think it's going to be like just completely running away with it. But if you want to put this thing into plus odds with an alt line of like a plus two and a half, I'd be just fine with that. That'll get your juice up to about a 110, depending upon the book. Because right now, like I said, at DK, you got it at plus 105. I saw it when it was at plus 105. I got that too. But it's down now to a minus 110 on either side. Wow, amazing stuff. Yeah, better get on it now before that line continues to move, and it could be another early exit. Remember, Ohio State lost to Oral Roberts at a 15-2 matchup last season. And that is a wrap on this edition of the Feed the Noise podcast. Uh, please follow Lundy on social media, on Twitter, at Nate Lundy. Follow me there, at Noisy Huevos. If you enjoy this program, drop us a rating and a review, which it kindly really helps out our show tremendously. And And as always, until next time, feed or follow. That is up to you. Feed the noise.